0: bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sunday voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle king deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Woo! Welcome along and a happy Easter to everybody from the Herald Express Devon Live Talkie United Yellow Army podcast. Get in, guy. Despite the lack of football over the weekend, we still have much, much to, discuss. to discuss.
1: We do, uh, as always.
0: Indeed, and we begin by saying chapeau to Ryan and our other very observant. Can you be observant when you're listening to something? Vigilant listeners who've picked up on the fact that we use the phrase chapeau at least once a week was well, because we're watching the cycling. We're watching the Belgian well, classics.
1: As, as some rest- listeners and friends know, uh, um, <laughs> we are both big bike fans, and. We were. Uh, the uh, the Belgian classics are underway, and you can't beat a good Belgian road race in the pouring rain, can you?
0: And <laughs> remind me before the end of the podcast, we'll mark your card with a couple of good each way bets for the Tour of Flanders. Oh, well on, done, you! Uh, on yeah, you've been picking your way through the fall. Yeah, we'll take a look at that. I don't know. Well, that was but, that was a very heavy seagull on the roof, by the sound of that.
1: Two, much more important.
0: Yeah, yeah two, United, two games, two games, games over least, the Easter uh, weekend. Um, I'm not even going to say they're massive games because we've been saying We're that for that. weeks. We're, we? We're beyond massive. Whatever comes yeah. next.
1: Yeah, and 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 I think you can't blame the supporters uh, uh, for saying that only six points will do from these next two matches. Yeah. Whether they whether whether they do turn out to be enough or, or not remains to be seen. But uh, um, any any kind of like sensible supporter will look at the league situation: ten points adrift, eight games to go. Yeah. Um, uh, especially in, the v- in view of Hartlepool's win against uh, Bromley in midweek, which, which confirmed that results are, d- are now doing United no favours whatsoever. It's a very bad result for us, even wasn't it? if they were yeah. ever going to. Uh, and United are going to have to basically do it all themselves.
0: Do you think result, w- results have started to go against us rather than for us? There was, as you said just now, there was that little spell. Oh no, there was, the a, there was two, two or three weeks when,
1: when it all seemed to be uh, going okay. Not okay, but the United, you know, especially when they won, um, um, they had the two wins against mm. uh, seven points out of nine, and then of course when they won at Leighton Orient, I think everybody perked up a little bit. Uh, but it just underlined uh, uh, how disappointing it was that United did not hold on for victory at Solihull yeah. Moors a fortnight yeah. ago, t- ten days ago, um, and only finished up with one point instead of three. Um, it, it, all right, if you stick another couple of points on United's total, that would put them on 33. It wouldn't exactly transform the situation, but it would definitely have helped It'll in certain circumstances. Yeah. You, you'd have yeah. got the gap down to, say, seven points rather than
0: ten. But um, but there you go. So um, let's look at these weekend fixtures. We start on Good Friday at Chester. Chester away. You imagine quite a lot of goals fans will be going up for that one. One by bottom from bottom.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, Guys, at bottom, Chester won from bottom. They're level talk on points quickly. with us, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, that's right. They've played and, a game more. And unbelievably have a worse goal difference, and you really? can't say that about yeah. many teams in the division. Um, but no, Chester away. Uh, Funny enough, you, you, we're all looking at it and thinking, we've got to go and win there, and we've got to beat Woking yeah. uh, on Monday. Uh, well, if you're Chester, <laughs> um, the pressure on Chester is at least as bad as it is on yeah. United, because they'll be looking at it and thinking, well, if we don't beat Torquay... Then, they're pretty um, much down. They? They, they, yeah. They're, they're, they're yeah. almost down. Uh, we, we'll look at all the fixtures in a minute, but um, after a, a Torquay at home on Friday, mm. Chester had to go to Macclesfield, the leaders, on Monday. Um, the so derby as well so if you look right. at it from their point of view, if they only come out of Easter with one point or even nothing at all if United mm. uh, beat them on Saturday... It's thank you and good night from Chester's point of view. So um, it is a last chance saloon job for them, as it certainly feels like for United. So, it's, I mean, that
0: the stakes could not be higher in that game, could no. they? What, what do we know team news-wise? What um, do we know from playing uh, well Well, I'm slightly the, uh, embarrassed again. because in
1: the Herald Express this week, uh, um, I, I didn't, uh, having checked quite recently on the Chester squad, I haven't picked up on the fact that Ross Hanna a striker who many plain more regulars will know uh, uh, usually enjoys himself at United's expense uh, has actually uh, um, not in the Chester squad at the moment he's just gone on uh, gone out to Southport he's just left Chester has and he? gone to Southport so he won't be in action. Because uh, Kevin
0: Davis has taken over at Southport. He's hasn't he? he's at Southport yeah. yeah yeah
1: so red face there for me. <laughs> um you're uh, excused. Oh thank you. Um, but no they've got a pretty young side lots of financial problems. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what well, they had a game with was it Michael Owen and Ian Rush a little while ago yes, to try and raise there. a few yeah. extra bob? Um, you know, really struggling to get through to the mm-hmm. end of the season. And the manager there, Marcus Bignot, who used to be at Solihull and then Grimsby briefly, um, um, you know, has had to cut cloth. Uh, and there's quite a lot of youngsters there. But there is, you know, a fair bit of interest for United fans. Miles Anderson, of course, is, is back there after a three month loan. Uh, at Chester from Torquay. His loan came to an end, contract then terminated at Torquay. He's now gone back to Chester, um, along with, of course, Lathaniel Roturner, who who's yeah, uh, yeah. very well known to um, United fans. Um, uh, uh, we'll see. They're on a dreadful run at the moment, um, and United uh, probably have their strongest squad for quite a while, yeah. and everybody's looking forward to uh, Mr. Rees... Healy I imagine uh, you should never jump the gun on these things but um, uh, he will start on Saturday, striker yeah. on loan from Cardiff City Friday, um, uh, Friday. Yes. here we go, yes we're going to do this more than once aren't we um, so uh, uh, looked very good in training everybody's yeah. impressed with him, Neil Warnock's confident that he can help um, uh, uh, so United have the firepower uh, they've come off the back of well, with a gap last week because the Geisler game was off, of course. Um, they've come off the back of a couple of half decent performances. Yeah, yeah. Leighton Rowan, a win there was good. They didn't lose at Solihull. Should have, should have won. Mm. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, uh, I, I think that, uh, uh, Gary Hours has the numbers. He certainly, he looks as if he's got. Enough quality to produce results in this division. Well, you would hope um, so. Wouldn't you? And, I, and yeah. I, I, I don't honestly think at the moment that Torquay are one of the four worst teams in the league. But it means nothing at all, does yeah. it? The league table doesn't lie. And over over the course of the season, um, they, they have, have been. been. They have been. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, indeed.
0: So that's Chester. and Then we move on to Eastern Monday with a three o'clock kick off. Yeah. Now
1: that is a, a, if United can can win at Chester on Saturday. Uh, um, all Friday. of. Us, uh, Friday? Oh, <laughs> what am I doing? Shall, shall I just say at the weekend? Yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Woking are in free-fall. Uh, yes. I think it's two yeah. wins in 17 games. They've lost 10 of them. Um, uh, they have uh, Macclesfield at home on Friday, mm-hmm. followed by Torquay away. Yeah. Well, if they lose another two like that, uh, I know they've got 44 points at the moment, um, but if all of a sudden United could get up to within range of them with yeah. with half a dozen games to go um you know it's increasingly looking like Woking and Barrow are the two most catchable teams yeah. we'll yeah. we'll wait and see whether Hartlepool continue their current improvement they've they've had a, a much better run uh, recently um huge financial problems there, still doubts whether they can get through to the end of the season, but I really don't think we can go down that road. No, no, um, you have to
0: do it on the pitch. You
1: have to do it on yeah. the pitch, and I and, and they're not going to get thrown out before the end of the season, are no. they? So, um, you know, that's pointless. Um, so, yeah, uh, Barrow and Woking uh, look like, uh, uh, you know, the, the teams, the most catchable teams. Yeah. Of course, Solihull, who are in the best run of all at the moment, uh, a hell of a good run under Mark Yates, um, uh, they might well get out. now yes, yeah, it uh, looks uh, as if they could, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it, it does look as if they could, because they're, they're right up with them yeah. now. So, uh, but one way or another, United have got to finish above two of those three, yeah. three or four, and um, it's a huge ask. Uh, I, I, I don't think, it's as crazy as it sounds, if United could win these next two matches, um, I don't think it's impossible with the players they have now available. Yeah. Uh, and I don't just mean Healy and Romain and, and one or two others like that. I mean some of the younger players who United have got in on loan at the moment. The, the Tommy O'Sullivans, yeah. um, you know, the Aaron Barnes, the Conor Lemonhay-Evans, who have taken some time, and this is a theme which we probably will discuss at some other stage, to get up to speed, and I don't mean speed, speed as in pace, but learning uh, uh, what it takes to, to, to convert from under-21, under-23 football yeah. at their own clubs into a player who can produce and be effective on a regular week-in, week-out basis in the conference. And it's a big uh, and it's uh, um, a di- completely uh, uh, different game of it's football. It's a completely isn't it? different the game rules of football. Are different. <laughs> almost the laws of the yeah, game are different, yeah. aren't they? You can do stuff in the conference that you probably won't get away with no. in an under 23 game. Um, uh, and for me, O'Sullivan is almost the encapsulation of this. He's a very talented player, uh, a former young Wales, uh, Welsh Young Player of the Year. He's gone from Cardiff City to uh, um, uh, to Colchester United. Mm-hmm. When he first came into the team, uh, I think Wrexham away four um, nil. Yeah. Uh, uh, he looked obviously skillful touches, but not he, he able had a to tolerated, tolerated in, after exactly. United, then I yeah. think the next game was the home game against Bromley when United got done f- yeah. four. Was that yeah. something like that? Yeah. And he was taken off. Uh, fans not happy. And I, and, and I think a few of us looked at him and thought, my goodness, you know, you'll do well to pick yourself up from this. Well, by all accounts, he has done. Yeah. Uh, in training, got stuck in big time. And in a bit of a way, it's a bit like Jordan Lee last season, isn't it? He, yeah. he, he made a couple of, was it home to Woking? And he gave a penalty away after about five minutes and had it a Woking? torrid debut. Yeah. He did, he uh, uh, and, did. and Kelly yeah. Nicholson just completely took him out of the team for, oh. Months almost, yeah, and we kept asking each week: "Has he gone back to Bournemouth? Is he said, no, no? He's still here. He's still here." And he stuck it out and stuck it out and stuck it out. And then eventually, in the last few weeks of the season, he got back in the team, not at right back where he was originally been signed, but right midfield, yeah. and played a real part in keeping United up. And O'Sullivan uh, um, is a talented lad, uh, uh, and he's just uh, late. Norint away had a good game there. He was probably United's best attacking midfield player at Solihull yeah. and it's looked like he's just physically as much as mentally probably the same equally uh, um, you know suddenly yeah. I'll bet he thinks now I can do this league and I, he, I can yeah. do this and he you could know. really
0: make a name for himself over this bank holiday weekend couldn't well, he? with people a couple, like a couple him of good can. performances
1: that, that, that's right yeah. and, and of course because we know this league oh, Paul Buckle used to describe it as a fight league in mm-hmm. the conference because we know that that's what it's like you have to. No matter how clever you are, how skillful, how talented, you have to be able to physically deliver what you've got. Yeah. If you can't, you're out with the washing.
0: Yeah. And we've seen players over the years who, who've done that as well. Yeah.
1: We? Big time. So, um, no. Uh, looking yeah. forward to seeing how he and those other lads keep going uh, yeah. uh, and, and keep producing. Because if they can, they have the talent and they have the ability that most of the other teams don't have. Mm. um and uh, uh you know so getting back to what we're starting is that i do think it's possible for united this this squad now to deliver a whole series of 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 wins it's whether it, whether they can will do it, it enough, obviously yeah. and whether yeah. it will be enough in the in the end
0: i think we all hope so while we were talking about players uh, achieving there we had a couple of international stories this week didn't we yeah Jake Gosling.
1: Jake Gosling. Of course he'd already played eleven times for Gibraltar. Yeah, um, I
0: hadn't I hadn't twigged that at all. Yeah, when I yeah, saw you yeah. your story, I w- realised w- that at whenever all. Whenever we've written sort of
1: when he first came and all that kind of stuff, it was always Gibraltar yeah, International. International. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he he played well, virtually every minute he was taken off in the last minute um, of their one nil win over Latvia. Yeah. It, on the rock, which, yeah. is, which is great for them because they, because of the, the, the stadium restrictions. Mm. They have to play nearly all their UEFA and FIFA qualifiers in, in southern Portugal, in, in uh, eastern, south, southeastern yeah. Portugal. Um, and uh, so they had a, it's only their second ever uh, uh, international win and their first since becoming a fully-fledged yeah. UEFA and FIFA member a right. um, uh, goal by a Notts County player Liam Walker two minutes from time so well done to them the, on- the only downside of the whole story is that Jake Gosling has come back <laughs> with uh, a bit of a stomach complaint oh, no. and uh, uh, Gary Howard is rating him a little bit doubtful uh, to be in the squad for yeah. Chester th- uh, on Friday so um, fingers crossed that Jake makes a, a well, pretty swift recovery from that
0: congratulations to yeah well boys. done nice to yeah, yeah. What was that? who was that goalkeeper we had last season the Gibraltar goalkeeper oh uh, Robber my, my mind had gone blank. Yeah, right. no, no he wasn't
1: part of the uh, of the squad uh, um, uh, which beat Latvia um, yeah, yeah, no, he, he's he's back playing so we, there now. We haven't but, got a scout
0: um, in Gibraltar or anything like that, have we? That's picking uh, these players well, up. Well, of course,
1: Jake has been living <laughs> and working over here for many years. He's, he, we didn't get him from Gibraltar, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So great for him. Must be a real boost. He hasn't had that many chances for United this season no. for one reason or another, mainly injuries. Um, and it's if he doesn't, if he isn't available on Friday, it'd be a real shame because he, he will have come back. Yeah, presumably on a bit of a high from there oh, and, quite right, um, too. and yeah. quite right too
0: and of course the other player a player that we talked about on this podcast only last week when we were talking about players that Torquay never really saw the best of players who've matured much better when they've moved on to other clubs for whatever reason Billy Bowden got his first Welsh cap yes. this week senior Welsh cap senior he's, Welsh he's, cup,
1: he's, yeah. he's, he's got a armful of caps at mm. every other level is not he
0: yeah um, in the uh, the game against Uruguay, yes, in fact. China, yes. yeah, 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 China Cup. Yeah, um, what a strange world of football these it days, is isn't and, it? and
1: he's gone to Preston now for mm-hmm. um, uh, from Bristol Rovers um, for plenty of money, and um, I, I'll, I'll bet he's at the moment trying to just bridge that gap now up from yeah. League One up into the Championship. How well are Preston doing uh, um, under? Um, uh, alex neal the former yeah. norwich manager uh, they're up there punching above their weight and uh, he's getting time in, in in those games but no that must be a, a, yeah, a good great thing and a following of course in his father's footsteps yeah. uh paul Bowden who won many caps for wales he at, did. Uh, at fullback
0: he did indeed now very interesting piece in the herald express and on the devon live website this week about seal hayne and talk as we've Again, it's a, a theme that we uh, go back to almost as often as we say the word chapeau is how good the training facilities are. At well, they are good
1: <laughs> Yeah. When, 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 when it's not pouring with rain. Uh, uh, th- there are and have been right from the word go uh, serious drainage issues out there. Yeah. Um, most of them arising from the fact that Sealhane used to be a sort of sloping field, mm-hmm. sp- sloping sports field that was used by Sealhane Agricultural College for many years. And, and there's changing rooms there, and it's, it's lovely, it's fine. But, but you couldn't train on the main area, so it was levelled a few years yeah. ago. And in the course of levelling that, uh, um, I'm no expert on landscaping or anything like that, but um, drainage was clearly... Uh, the um, drainage in the lower field. Correct, yes, yeah, was, yeah, was not uh, perhaps the priority it should have been. Now, half of that area has uh, has had drainage put in, yeah. half of it hasn't. But the, sh- the, the the sheer fact of the matter is that uh, the areas out there uh, are, in particularly wet weather, are almost unusable. And they have been for most of the last two or three months, a combination of obviously a, a wet winter. and, and um, yeah. It tends to be sort of feast or famine out at Sealhane. Uh, it's either bone hard or whatever. The great shame is that, that that in good condition, it's terrific. Mm. Uh, you've got plenty of areas. You've got three full pitches. You've got other training areas. You've got good trai- training facilities, changing facilities. Um, and and United, uh, and to a, a slightly lesser extent, although Argyle put plenty of money yeah, in as yeah. well while they were sharing it, uh, the two clubs have spent quite a lot of money out there. But the fact is, it's not enough. Yeah. And um, uh, uh, Clark Osborne is... is, is you know agreed so we understand to spend quite a bit more money out there mm-hmm. to improve um, the, faci- the both the pitches and the facilities apart from anything else it was it was partly United's setting up of their previous Academy um, yeah. with when they were a league club uh, which gets Premier League funding and quite a lot of it uh, that prompted the move out to seal Hayne from yeah. Newton Abbott racecourse um, uh, now They've now got an academy, not funded, and obviously on a much lower level at the, uh, than that was, going again. Uh, but they're also going to have a reserve team next season. Um, here we are talking yeah. about all these things when we're contemplating possibility of relegation to wow. the Conference South. But all these things are going ahead. And we've got to look
0: forward, haven't we? That's right. The dam- whatever um, damage there is, the damage has been
1: done. Though. Yeah, quite. And um, so uh, money is must be spent and is going to be spent out there, so we understand to, to, to sort of up the game out there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but at the same time, of course, <coughs> the site which is rented uh, from a local landowner who's been very uh, cooperative, so I understand, over the years, yeah. um, is in the path of uh, a Greater Newton Abbot. Yeah, they, uh, um, it's
0: the same swathe of houses that's put paid to Heel Park Golf Club yes. out there, isn't it?
1: Uh, and
0: um, all the indications
1: are that that will continue. Yeah. Um, and sooner or later the site will uh, um, fall under that. So, um, you know, Clark Osborne is saying, look, we've got to start looking for mm. a new uh, training ground and site. Um, and obviously we all hope that should United stay up this season or even if they go down yeah. this will be part of a club uh, on the rise again um, that's the object of the exercise yeah. that's what everybody
0: wants and hopes for and it, it's it's a good sign again from Clark Osborne that he is looking at the bigger picture he's looking ahead to a point quite a long way in the future when Torquay will need these new facilities
1: yeah absolutely uh, uh, I'm given to understand that there might be further announcements as well at the club on other investments uh, um, um, on and off the pitch mm-hmm. um, uh, at Playmore, uh, trying to bring in new revenue streams and stuff like that. So we'll see. Uh, um, it, it's that That's all good. It's all encouraging. Yeah. Uh, Gary Ows at his press conference this week was also talking about uh, um, the fact that he's already looking at players for next season, yeah. whatever division we're in. Um, uh, offers have been made to several of the current squad. Significant offers, in his own words, Um, they're already trawling through uh, um, the type of players who they would want to get in for next season, and I think the feeling is from ours is 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 that the 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 sort of player that he wants to bring here next season uh, might not be that much different for whichever division we're in. In other words, you know, if you're going to build a squad and a team that can bounce straight back up if we go down and come back up into the conference at the first attempt and, mine, and make no mistake that will be yeah. the the, uh, the object of the exercise then you've got to have probably players who are conference quality players in the conference south yeah. uh, I, I can't see it's a bit like when you go from when United went from the conference up into League 2 that yeah. squad with a few tweaks uh, uh, kept United up mm. in the first season and then uh, Buckle really started push, push, on, pushing yeah, on yeah. with the changing of the yeah. team and you know players starting to leave. The old, the old guards started to leave and, and, and new and different players started to come in. Uh, but the, the team that United went up with was perfectly capable of holding... Of, 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 yeah. uh, they had a little bit of a wobble to start with, but in the end they stayed up reasonably comfortably and then, of course, they pushed on into successive playoffs um,
0: that we all fondly remember. So here we are, looking two seasons ahead now, two seasons in advance, which is always good. And a little bit of housekeeping, the Geisley game. We've got a new date for the Geisley game.
1: Yes, uh, the last midweek of the season, uh, April April 24th. 24th. Uh, It was never going to be any different, actually, because that's the only Tuesday night the Geisley have got left, because they're a further game behind everyone else.
0: So they'd have ended up playing Thursdays, wouldn't they? Well,
1: if the weather intervenes again... yeah. uh, I can't see any alternative, um, uh, because uh, Guysley have now full uh, now, are now playing Tuesday, Saturday every mm-hmm. every right to through to the end of the season. United have got one spare midweek, yeah. but Guysley couldn't fill it anyway. Well, anyway, that game is set. So if any other games get rained off, uh, and it was a real big disappointment last Saturday. It was. Everybody was
0: up for it, weren't they? But the, the pitch, the pitch wasn't playable. Was well,
1: it? I, I didn't actually trapes down there mm-hmm. on on the saturday morning uh, all the indications and the noises were we, i think people have seen the pictures yeah uh, I, I again I, chris ralph is, is a top groundsman we all know he won yes. the award last year um and it's as he always says he said i can take any amount of rain during the week almost yeah. it's when it falls in 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 a, in a hell of a lot just you know in the hours or yeah. half a day before the game, that's when you that's when you struggle and Exeter, really did, I know yeah. had several looks at their pitch. They went ahead and ended yeah. up playing at, against Swindon and whenever that happens, united fans are quite rightly and understand we go, hold on a minute, Well, how come Exeter's yeah. on, and we're not uh, and I understand a couple of local games went ahead on Saturday, which which mm. also sort of raises yeah. an eyebrow or two, but everyone saw the photographs. The game was off. The ref- it's the referee's decision in the yeah. end, anyway. And
0: it, and it wasn't just the rain; it was there was all that snow which had just dropped into the ground. Yeah, it? It just and, melted and, away. And,
1: and it's it's been a you know it's been a very wet, miserable <laughs> yes, yes. spell, hasn't it? And um, uh, uh, the, you know the pitch the pitch obviously hadn't taken it. And uh, and it was I, I think Adam Bromley, the referee from Plymouth, who was the match referee. I think he took one look and it took yes.
0: him all of five or ten minutes to make his mind up. Do you think a plastic pitch will ever be the answer for playing more? I mean, we we discussed this last year when we were talking about ground share, because there's been some very interesting stuff well, from um, from Sutton, hasn't it? Quite.
1: This uh, is this is this is a, this is a um, well the, the whole Sutton issue is a bit of an elephant in the room where the conference are concerned. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, there they are. This is a team who last Saturday went top of the national league uh, playing on a plastic pitch. Um, we understand that they've given the football league all the necessary assurances. And uh, Paul Doswell, as as readers of the Herald Express uh, might have seen by now, gave an extraordinary interview after the the win over Chester last Saturday. Um, uh, Not only did he say that he would be just as happy if Sutton don't go up as if they do, and he must be the first manager in history to actually say, I'm not that bothered whether we were in promotion or not, as you stand top of the table. But he also outlined some of the Concerns and measures in place yeah. about the whole business of losing their plastic pitch. They're their all yeah. their artificial pitch, because of course uh, Sutton, just like Bromley and Maidstone, have built their entire financial model—or not entire, but mm. most of it—around having seven-day-a-week use yeah. of their pitch by all the teams in the community. Um, and Doswell was pointing out that they have something like 48 junior teams. Yeah. Uh, seven girls teams, disabled teams, all people who use Gander Green Lane at the moment. And of course, should they win promotion to the Football League, that yeah. pitch will... Uh, the, we heard rumours that they were actually going to lay a grass pitch on top of that. Well, now we don't. We understand that's not the case. That they're going to uh, try, uh, we are going to try, yeah. said uh, uh, Paul Doswell, the manager, um, to take up the plastic pitch, move it to the... Recreation a recreation ground which is adjoining Gander Green Lane yeah. and 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 put down a hybrid pitch this, that that would be one of these half plastic half grass yeah. ones
0: and they're acceptable for the league
1: that that's acceptable to the league they're used widely in the Championship and mm. uh, the Premier League um, uh, pretty expensive stuff yeah but he, he was sort of saying look the one thing we cannot afford to, to to lose and they do not want to lose it is this community model. Yeah. Um, where the ground is in use nearly every evening of the week, every day, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, this, is a cra-
0: I- this is a crazy situation, though, isn't it, where you've got a team, a small team, that survives on the revenue generated by the plastic pitch, and just when they reach the the summit, so, the so-called so far, promised land, uh, they have to rip it up and lose that, um, yes. or
1: potentially lose that income. Quite, and of course, the payoff, if you want to call it that, uh, uh, here we go, is this... Uh, 750,000 quid best part of that every League 2 club and it's more in League 1 and more in the Championship part funded by the Premier League gets for being a member of the Football League so and you know it doesn't take a genius to work out that the Accringtons and the Barnets of this world um, uh, and and most medium sized clubs in League 2 for instance you know could not exist and survive Without that no, trickle true. down yeah. money, yeah. and that's before you kick a ball, before yeah. you start trading, um, uh, and of course any club that comes up from the conference. That's why uh, um, you know the Forest Green chairman was was saying for years, yes, oh don't worry, it'll all be all right once we get in the football league, because he could see that, that yeah that big because yeah. they didn't have a plastic pitch and d- still don't at Forest Green, so. Um, Dale Vince at, at Forest Green, and he was saying, "Oh, I don't know that
0: counts as a single-use plastic, though." <laughs> you never know. <laughs>
1: no, so it's it's a big, big subject, and yeah. and the question you asked at, uh, right at the start, we're talking about something which is being used mm-hmm. in international football quite widely yeah. Yeah. in in UEFA competitions.
0: Yeah. It's used in Scotland, is that? It's used yeah. widely yeah. in Scotland. Yeah. I think
1: there's about fifteen or sixteen yeah. clubs using the pitches up there. Um, are there any? I don't think there are any plastic pitches being in use in the World Cup Finals this summer. I don't think so. I haven't heard anything about that, no. But it (laughs) it wouldn't take a lot. No. Um, And yet, here we are uh, in this country. Now, don't get me wrong, I
0: I don't like them, but... No, there's there's uh, something not quite right about the way the ball travels, the way the players can move on it. Correct. It's it's a different game. But it would make sense to have League 2 at least League Two to allow them, wouldn't it? You would well, have, thought I suppose, so. it Particularly could since they're
1: them. also allowed in the FA Cup. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so you have this weird, you know, mixed messages mm. about the whole subject, and it's almost as if no one will really grasp the. Mm. I suppose the problem is is that once you start have it allow it in League Two, you have to then allow it for the rest of the yes, English do, Football yeah. League because yeah. a League Two club can then win promotion yeah. up into. In, so you can't have it just for one league and not for the others. And of course, it wasn't long ago that Preston, Luton Town, Queens Park Rangers all had plastic pitches. All right, they were they were awful. They were terrible, and and (laughs) no no (laughs) one (laughs) liked them. And the ones now are much much better. But even within the conference, Maidstone's pitch is different from Bromley's. Hmm. Bromley's pitch is different from Sutton's, and 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 so you go on. And they're all in quotes three G
0: pitches. They're all of varying ages, of course. Um, well, maybe uh, the answer is to have a standardised a, a standardized artificial pitch, Well the yeah, manufacturers but can agree on Yes,
1: that. but then, of course, they're constantly being improved and yeah. updated, so you, you wouldn't be able to stop that process. But uh, it's a big, big issue. Yeah. Um, uh, and, of course, the the, the, the the National League have a rule. It's in the constitution or in their rule book that should any club win promotion to the Football League and then turn it down or have to turn it down for any yeah. reason, they are automatically relegated to the Conference South or the Conference North.
0: Are they Oh, really? yes. In yeah. other
1: words, if you give up that promotion place, which, of course, yeah. how hard did the National League fight for that yeah. second promotion yeah. place? In other words, they cannot afford to jeopardise that, that, that place. And the Football League have already said, they announced it last month, that should any club coming up from the conference, the National yeah. League fail to take their place then only the 24th team will be relegated uh, and that you know in other words yeah they won't the t- there yeah, won't be a second there won't be a second club relegated so this is all in place yeah so sutton should they win promotion uh, and uh, and paul doswell the manager said he's not that bothered whether they do or they don't shock horror it's fascinating it isn't is. it well um, they could
0: be a test case for the for the rest of the league
1: well that's right and it'll be very interesting i mean he you've got a manager who's saying, well, I'm not that bothered either way. I've mm-hmm. been more than happy. He, said, he actually said, "He said, I think the National League is the league for us. This is where we should be. Yeah. We shouldn't really be in League <laughs> Two. Well, uh, it's remarkable because he's saying that on one hand. Well, you wouldn't think his players believe that no. because uh, he must be winding them up pretty well or they're winding themselves up because there they are until Macclesfield uh, won in the midweek. Sutton were top of the table. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh,
0: so at the very least, they're going to end up in the playoffs, aren't they? It Especially they're a seventh in it. the playoffs.
1: Uh, and it'll be very interesting to see how they now That's play amazing, over these it? next yeah. few weeks. Whether they really yeah. push and press on. Um, I mean, good luck to them. It's 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 their business. It's certainly yeah. just a shame that um, Torquay aren't
0: involved in at that end of the table in any shape or form indeed and we were sitting back in August thinking teams in the playoffs this year we might be able to sneak into that little did we know Um, Mm -hmm. one thing we forgot to mention about Monday's game against Woking it's the Damon Lathrop collection collection, match and
1: um, Clark Osborne has uh, pledged to double the money of whatever the crowd uh, um, uh, put in the buckets uh, uh, on Monday it should be a decent crowd as well, isn't it? So well, please, please give again, especially if they can beat Chester. I, I think if United yeah. lose at Chester, for instance, and let's hope they don't, mm. um, and then the other results maybe aren't kind to them, it, it, it could. But it's a holiday day, afternoon, yeah. uh, why, why wouldn't you, a United? And, of course, as you were rightly pointing out before we came on air, it's about four years since United it's played at home. February
0: isn't it? the twentieth. It was that night when I was shivering, trying to take down Gary Harris quotes in shorthand. Oh, that was yes. the last time yep. they played. Three
1: two defeat in stoppage yeah. time. February the twentieth. United haven't played at home since. And Chester will be their fourth successive away game. Obviously, that doesn't take a great deal of working out. Um, and so that's more than well, it's it's more than a, it's five yeah. weeks effectively, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Um, uh, but, of course, it does mean, with all these rearrangements, that United have five of their last seven games at home yeah. and four of the last five at Playmore. Uh, all we hope, and here I am with my hands clasped <laughs> yeah. together, is that United can keep it going, yeah. can still be in contention to hopefully make those four out of five mm. count. Wouldn't um, that be great? It, wouldn't, it would be great, wouldn't, wouldn't it? Do.
0: Well, thank you very much for your time. I will give you the cycling tips. Oh, for the Tour of Flanders on Sunday, I reckon there are three riders to look out for. Zdenek Stebar, who is always somewhere up near the front on these uh, Belgian classics. You can get him at 16 to 1. You can get Tish Benoot, who won the Strada Bianchi. Oh, that one off the road. And yeah, did quite yeah. well in yesterday's uh, race as well. Yeah. Uh, you can get him at 12 to 1. But I reckon the man to follow is the cyclocross world champion, uh, Wout van Eert, who you can get through at 33 to 1
1: not not a, not an englishman amongst them no there's a skyrider in there no. but um, uh, of course sky, sky tend to struggle at this time of year in the belgian classics don't they 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 do, yeah. they. Um, they, they, they haven't had a great deal of joy well Guy, I know I can't keep you out of the bookies when, in the middle of the Belgian indeed, Classic. Belgian so, Classic scene is the best um, part of the cycling scene. I, I know you're a modest investor. <laughs> yes. no, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, good, good luck to you and good luck to them. It, the, the, the <laughs> it's
0: pouring down over there at the moment. Lovely cycling weather. It is indeed. But we digress. It's all about the football it this weekend. It's a massive weekend for the Torquay, uh, Torquay well, United. If, if
1: United could get six points from these next two games, it's not quite over. No. Um, uh, but uh, I, I think, you know, coming back to the way we started, uh, I don't blame any United fan for looking at the table at the moment and thinking it's got to be six.
0: Yeah, has to be. Come up and see us on Monday. Come and say hello. Tell us what you like about the podcast. Tell us what you don't like. Remind us of the things that we keep saying week after week that really annoy you. Um, and we'll be back next week as ever. We finish with come, come on, videos. you yellows.